And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Welcome, welcome to a brand new episode of My Public Life as an American Nerd, which is also the season finale of My Public Life as an American Nerd. Uh, I'm Kevin, and of course, you all, you know, listeners, everyone kind of checking this out right now. I mean, we've done 26 episodes that I've been the host, and we've had some amazing, amazing guests. Um, and it's been such a such a really, really fun year. So, um, you know... First of all, I want to say thank you to everyone who has come on the show, who has listened to the show. Um, when I took the show over from, uh, well, it went from David to Eddie to me. Um, and when I took it over, I was really kind of, really kind of nervous because I had never really hosted my own podcast. I had done podcasts before, but not my own. Um, so it's been just a freaking joy to be able to do this, to be able to talk to y'all, to be able to um, meet some really cool people, have really cool people on as guests. And it's just been an amazing experience. So thank you everyone for listening and um, liking and sharing the episodes and stuff like that. We really appreciate it. Um, and by we, of course, you know, I have some regulars on the show. We have co-hosts i consider them all co-hosts at this point and it's amazing it's awesome i love it um so first let's uh, christian how you doing man How's i'm doing going? doing good uh and you know thank you for being such a gracious host an awesome host oh, and, thank you including me including us you know it's been it's been a blast and the the little uh american nerd family is growing and this is great <laughs> Yeah, man, it's been yeah. it's been incredible. Um, uh, Christian, just real quick, I just want to give a special shout out because when I started this, I think I did a few episodes kind of by myself, flying solo for a while, and it was it was jarring. Like it was very very like it's kind of weird when you're just sitting there just talking to yourself for an hour, and it's like <laughs> I don't know what to say. Like you know, I'm just going through the motions, doing my thing, and then um, you know, Christian, you came on and you just you know, you, you stuck around, you stayed on, which is awesome. And I really, really appreciate that. Um, kind of gave me a, a, you know, bouncing board to bounce ideas off of. And, um, like I said before, you know, we're in this group chat and I was sincerely, you know, when I was saying about how much you've helped mold the show into what it is now, um, I meant every single piece of that. So thank you so much. Truly, truly appreciate it. Well, thank you. I, I, I wouldn't be anywhere else. So yeah. thank you, Kevin. I love I love hearing that. And of course, our new friends are are just amazing. You know, they they're they're regulars on the show now, and we absolutely love having them. They're great, they're fantastic. And of course, we're talking about Nickish and Yam. How are you all doing today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good out here, Kevin. Uh you let me stay in your dog house now. I do. from the walls. It's cold. Um, I know. So I'm like, sorry. No, but it's warmer than inside the walls. It's better <laughs> protection. Uh, you know, congrats on uh, your first season, man. It's been great. And I'm very honored yes. to have started out as a listener. And now I get to bother you every week and tell you about how much, how little I like Avatar and James Gunn. <laughs> it's the furthest thing from bothering, to be 100% honest. Um, thank, you. thank you for that. 
appreciate that. <laughs> you know, I'm, I am, I am doing great. It's a little cozier here in the guest house. I don't know why Nick <laughs> opted to stay in the doghouse, really on him on such a windy day as today. Um, but yeah, it's really nice in here. And I love being here and I love being on this little podcast and just saying that I like a lot of stuff. You know, I think you're, uh, I think you're, I, I, we don't have a guest house. Um, I don't know whose house Wait, you are at, <laughs> but um, you might be calling the police. You got to run. Okay. I'm just going to, okay. <laughs> no, but you guys, thank you guys so much, man. It's been, it's been so much fun these last few episodes. Uh, you know, I think you guys started coming on what towards the end of last year. So the end of 2023, so you get a good four or five episodes you know um and it's been it's been really cool really fun and uh yeah seriously um you guys have been amazing adding a lot to the conversation too and i freaking love that and of course you know we all love things we all i hate to use the word hate because we don't really hate anything but strongly dislike things um and occasionally on the show i like to you know i like to bring up my good buddy james gunn because this guy is a class act. He, I, I hired him personally to infiltrate DC. Um, so mean. Why would you I do know, that? I know, I know. But this latest move by Warner Brothers and DC and HBO Max has nothing to do with my buddy. Um, he's completely innocent. He has yep. no blood on his hands. And of course, I'm talking about the cancellation of Doom Patrol and Titans after their fourth and final season coming up. Um, so Nick and Yam, Yam's giving me thumbs down. Um, this one hurts. I think this these two are two of the biggest Doom Patrol fans I know. Um, they are dedicated to the show, to the comics, to, to all that stuff. And this is, I mean, I understand when a show you love, you know, gets canned in this kind of fashion it's warner brothers so it's kind of no surprise nowadays but it still sucks um so just tell me about your guys's general thoughts about that man like what, what what's what do you guys what do you guys think when you first read that headline what are your guys's thoughts my first thought was um first obviously i'm real sad second i kind of expected it okay kind of not because of the show of the show's quality because it's top tier um but because i i think every season every season i was hoping that it would be renewed because it's not a run-of-the-mill it's like I, I was comparing it in like in my mind back when it came out in 2019 i was thinking like it's not like a cw show where they're following a formula and they're going to run for, you know, 20 episodes. Right. I was like, this is a, and honestly, I think it did for run for almost 20 episodes. I think the first season was like around 15 episodes. Really? But yeah, but every episode, maybe, I can't remember the exact number, but every episode was with such intention and it wasn't like a BS episode. Like every, Doom Patrol is crazy and it's just so out there and they're really not afraid to be what they are. And so to see the show actually commit to the zaniness of what Doom Patrol is, just it just brought me so much happiness. And I felt like euphoria watching it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because up until that point, we had been watching like CW shows and Marvel movies. And I'm like, y'all are you following a formula. <laughs> but Doom Patrol was like, no, there are, there are where butts 
I'm not gonna <laughs> no elaboration. They're just butts. They're monsters. And if you get bitten, you also turn into that monster under under duress, I guess. It is just cool. absolutely insane. And I love Doom Patrol. And I was just I was just thinking like at some point someone is gonna take over and think the show's stupid, let's cancel it. And that happened. After five no, how how long was twenty nineteen? Yeah, like four or five great years. It yeah. has now been axed you know i mean four years is is really nothing to gawk at right like a lot of shows barely get that but like you know i don't know i'm not a big i'm not really well versed on the comics or anything so i couldn't tell you like i'm sure there's a ton of stuff they still could do right like it's so much content fast open world (laughs) um it's kind of a bummer to see that happen to something that has so much more potential to do to be its own thing Mm -hmm. and to you know you know tread its own path you know do its own thing mm-hmm. which i think is incredible and it has brendan fraser like i mean and it on. has brendan fraser yeah, yeah. and it's I like mean, i said how how crazy like everything that happened is so crazy like they just they're just so out there but like my favorite thing about the show and the comics is that it's so character driven it's not just driven by a plot that. it's 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 driven by the individual characters in which they are you know like there are some parts where i'm like you guys kind of have to get to this part you know that right and then I remember, I'm like, oh, wait, but they're not going to deal with it if they don't want to. And right. so you're watching it all play out through their eyes. And it's so satisfying. Even if it takes like a little bit, it's just so satisfying to watch. I love the character growth that you see. And I guess we won't see them grow anymore because <laughs> HBO decided to cut the show. That is horrible. Uh, Nickish, uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, um, I had... Uh, DC Universe subscription years ago when it premiered Uh, and since then you know we lost Swamp Thing which was one of the best four superhero shows to ever exist we lost Stargirl yeah we lost so much stuff so I was really happy that HBO even decided to keep Doom Patrol on Titans Mm -hmm. on and uh, Harley Quinn's kind of our last bastion right so Mm -hmm. I mean Doom Patrol got four strong seasons and it's got some of the best acting on television that you'll never see get any awards or anything. It's extremely faithful to the comics to a T, you know, and it's just, it's an all around good show and I hope they're able to go out with heart and with a bang. I assumed it would end here anyways because so many of the stars are now so big, Brennan Fraser included. Right. Um, But you know, it's got Diane Guerrero, it's got April Balby, um, Matt Bomber, uh, I'm forgetting the actor who plays Cyborg, uh, Timothy Dalton, you know, Alan Tudyk as the villain. <sighs> so good. Recommend Titans. I never watched a lot of, but from what I've seen, hopefully it got a good four years too. And who knows how long Harley Quinn will last. It looks like it's still earning the money. So hopefully a while longer. Yeah, it's a great show. I love Harley Quinn. Yeah, I still haven't watched the new season yet, but neither have we. Um, but yeah, I love what I the first two seasons were fantastic. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's a bummer. Uh, HBO Max, uh, 
again, like we've said, you know, I mean, if it wasn't for DC and Warner Brothers right now, there, there wouldn't be a whole lot to talk about on the show, it feels like, right? Because that's mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff oh. going on. There's a lot of drama going on. Um, Christian, real quick, are, are you attached to either one of the shows? Really? I haven't. I've always intended to watch Doom Patrol. Okay. I never got around to it. I had no intention of seeing Titans anyway. So mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. That's too bad. Um, but yeah, I'm sad about Doom Patrol. I know that had a big... Uh, very committed fan base, especially you guys. So uh, it's it sucks to hear. Um, yeah, I I don't know. Apparently, that decision was made like before Gun and Saffron even came in. Um, so Absolutely. that's kind of a bummer too. It's, it's it? just real quick. Was Gerard Way involved in any of the runs of Doom Patrol lately? Yes. Yes. Right. Okay. He wrote. He was. He he ran. It was the it's the Gerard Way run, the most recent run of Doom Patrol. Okay. For him was it was Grant Morrison, right? And that's also what I love so much about Doom Patrol is they were starting from the run in the um in yeah from Grant Morrison's run in the nineties, mm. and because it's like very like like specific with Robot Man and and Jane Diane Guerrero's uh, character, they had more of like that grungy look that they have. And then I saw them like we could you could see them moving into Gerard Way's run, kind oh, cool. of like because it's awesome. just as like the story is just as bonkers, but you could see their looks changing from kind of like '90s grunge to like I don't want to say 2010s, but you know closer to 2020, but kind of like right. mid 2010s like you know type of look and like cool. um, and so it was cool to see that. And I'm like I wanted to see Robot Man's new look and see Robot Man's new arc. Yeah, um, I love Robot Man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if that's not clear, yeah, very clear. clear. You love it. Yeah, can't see that now. Yeah, uh, you guys know, got first four seasons to show off to family and friends and be like, "This was amazing. This happened," mm-hmm. and you know. Um, so yeah, kind of a bummer, but um, that's what happened. That's what's happening at HBO. Um, one thing I did kind of want to touch on real quick, uh, we are going to be talking about the Oscar nominations, of course, because those were announced uh, on Tuesday. Um, so we will be kind of breaking those down a little bit. Um, but I, I kind of wanted to talk about the Razzies. Now, I'm pretty sure y'all are well aware of what the Razzies are and why they exist. Um, personally, well, I mean, okay, so personally, I don't, I think it's... I. I think they're mean-spirited. I think they're horrible. I think they're ridiculous. Um, except for the one time that Halle Berry actually accepted her award, Yeah, she showed up. Freaking amazing. Like, with her Oscar was, in hand. With her Oscar in hand, she showed yeah. up to accept her award for the Catwoman performance that she yep. gave. I thought was, was so classy of her. I thought that was incredible. But awesome. aside from little moments like that that make it somewhat worth it, uh, it's just an award show. They award the worst of the worst for the year. Um, this year, they so this isn't the first time they've done this. Um, they nominated a 12-year-old actress by the name of Ryan Kiera for Worst Actress, who is who starred in the film Firestarter this past year. So um, just a couple of things real quick. Number one, I haven't seen Firestarter. Um, I don't know how good the movie is. I can't speak to the quality of it. It could be the worst movie I've ever seen. I don't know. I've never seen it. I haven't seen it yet. Um, I do plan on watching it though. I think it's on Peacock or something right now. Um, and I know previously the Razzies has nominated people like Jake Lloyd and things like that for like episode one, that kind of stuff. Um, so the uh, the founder of the route, you know, of course, you know, nominating 12 year old actress for worst performance of the year, that brings on a whole other slew of issues, right? Like that's, 
you know, that's just prime for, we live in a, in a, in a world where online bullying is just a massive thing. Uh, real life bullying is a massive thing. You know, imagine this 12 year old girl, I don't know her situation, but she goes to school nominated for worst actress. I mean, that just isn't going to go down well, right? 12 years old. What grade is that? What? Seventh grade, sixth grade, seventh grade. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to be fun. Um, I think that's just, I think that's a little bit over the line. Um, now I know we've had situations where they, you know, people bring up the point, well, they nominate, you know, Oscars, for example, if a 12 year old gave an amazing performance, they're going to give it a nomination. Um, like, yeah, do that. Like, that's totally cool, but there's no need to kind of Firestarter wasn't a huge movie anyways. It bombed. Like, I mean, I just don't see and in, in kind of like, you know, kind of kicking them when they're down kind of thing, first of all. But second of all, <laughs> like nominating a 12-year-old girl as worst performer of the year. Um, it's uh, unnecessary. It's not necessary. It's, it's just not. Like, uh, Nick, what do you think about that? Like, uh, I, I don't mean, know, I man. That's just wild. Like, I've always thought, like, who even watches the freaking Razzies in the first yeah, place? Yeah, Nobody exactly. cares about the you know, Razzies, right? I get like, that. Like, what are you doing, man? You, you're you're nominating this little 12-year-old girl for a movie that barely anyone saw. No one's even going to laugh at that, right? Because it's like, no. who saw Fire in the first place? Right, Leave it alone. Exactly. You know, uh, it's, it's just mean-spirited. It is. It's horrible. And it's like the Razzies are just, I mean, they're antiquated. I mean, they're just dumb. Like, I don't, I, I don't know who, who kind of gets excited about those type of things, but um, I'd rather obviously be uh, the Oscars. Yeah. People, again, people say like, yeah, it's your self-grandizing BS. Like, why do we need the Oscars? Why do we need to pick the best of the best? They have a good point also, but I'd rather punch up then punch down right like yeah, i mean absolutely. i'd rather celebrate the best rather than celebrate the worst um so i mean and they have walked it back a little bit i mean the the founders the founder of the razzies um let me see what was his name real quick john wilson uh he's kind of been like look like it's all in good fun like no one is expecting anything bad to come of this this is just what we do here is just, you know, we've done it before. It's nothing personal, nothing against her and all this stuff. But it's like, come on, man. Like, you got to see the overall implications of what you're doing. Like, it's just, and self-esteem issues, it rolls into it. It's yeah. Thing, like, say, we were already going through enough in seventh grade at 12 years old. Yeah, I don't exactly. need to be nominated to be the worst actress. Exactly. <laughs> I like, feel bad about myself in seventh grade. Legit. Like, no, no one needs that kind of, that kind of drama like it's just it's it's not also i feel like they're completely out of touch because like how did we get to the nominations and black adam didn't even get nominated for the worst (laughs) picture (laughs) what do they know (laughs) true like i mean yeah i mean it's it's (laughs) it's uh it's one of those things yeah like how out of touch you have to be like it just just Get with the program, guys. Um, speaking of out of touch or in touch, however you want to say it, the Oscar nominations were announced this past week. Um, and we are, listen, we're by no means experts, but we're going to do our best to break these down for you. Um, yeah. So we're not going to go through every single category on the list because there's a lot. But I did want to talk about the ones that kind of stand out. And of course, the main categories, actors, actresses, cinematography, and best picture, of course, we will also discuss. Um, so let's kind of dive right into those because there's quite a bit to get to and we will get to them 
right now. So, um, so what we'll do is we'll kind of go down the nominations for each of these categories. Um, now you can kind of give your basic thoughts on them. Um, and then if there's any snubs or anything in a specific category that you want to talk about, feel free to do that. Um, but I'll just read the list first and then we'll kind of go from there and talk about them. So, um, and if there's a category here that you guys want to talk about that I may be skipping over for some reason, uh, feel free to let me know. Um, but let's go ahead and start where I want to start is actually best film editing, because I think editing um, is super, super important in any kind of, um, you know, to tell a story. Um, so that's the category I want to start with. Um, so best film editing, um, the Banshees of Inisherin, Elvis, everything, everywhere, all at once, Tar and Top Gun Maverick. Um, so first, have you guys seen all of these films? I mean, I, I have, I haven't seen all of them either yet. So feel free no. to say if you haven't. Um, no, no. Okay. Have you? I mean, you've seen a, two of them. One of them. Who, I have seen one of these. Which one was it? I saw everything, everywhere, all at once. Okay. Okay. You guys yeah, didn't see Top Gun. Oh man. I've Here's only it. not seen Top Gun. Which yeah, I have, hold I on. Just on a second. Podcast. Why why should I watch Top Gun? Because it's I okay. <laughs> yeah. You don't I mean I mean you don't have to convince me. <laughs> I'll just say this Dana is like a famously hates Tom Cruise, but that was maybe one of her favorite movies of the whole year. So Top Gun was incredible. Ah. It was really good. We saw it twice in theaters. Believe mm -hmm. me, I am not like I didn't really love the first movie, but Top Gun Maverick is worth watching. Yeah. Um, uh did you see you saw Tarnik? Yeah, I watched it yesterday. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah, I've been going. I've been running the gauntlet on some of these movies. So I watched cool. Tar yesterday. That's on my list for sure. I haven't watched it yet. I know it came to Peacock. Yeah. Um, so, um, out of this list, um, do you guys have any kind of idea, predictions, or 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 any? Do any of these really stand out to you as a um, as a truly a contender for winning the award? Um, I think, I mean, I, I think we're all obviously going to agree on this. I, well, I'm assuming we're on, yeah. but so maybe, I, maybe on, on Elvis, okay, obviously I'm it. just kidding. I'm joking. Oh, no, okay, but... let's say on the count of three, one, okay. two, three, everything, everything, everything everywhere, all, everywhere, all, all at I mean, the amount of kind of, you know, consistency that editors had to do on that movie to keep it yeah. coherent, like just blows my mind. Um, I can't even imagine, you know, being presented with all this kind of footage and they're like, this is what we're trying to yeah. do. Make this make sense. Yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah. You yeah. look exactly. And they Man. pulled it off. Um, it very sharp, very sharp without being like overwhelming, which yeah. I feel personally like Elvis and Tar were. I, don't, I can't speak to Top Gun, but um, Banshees uh, and Sharon, I don't, I'm, I was actually kind of surprised that it was on my editing list. Uh, yeah, so I did, I did watch feel Banshees. Very... Yeah, I did watch Banshees. Um, I'll give my opinion on that when we get to the best picture aspect mm -hmm. of it. Um, Top Gun was very much just like, I mean, it was very good, but it was edited very much like your typical. Uh, yeah action movie right like it didn't do anything crazy or special um elvis was just all over the place <laughs> like it was i i have thoughts on elvis Please. i mind you i did not watch this movie but right. 
I love Baz Luhrmann. Baz Luhrmann's amazing. <laughs> to- like some of my favorite movies are Baz Luhrmann movies. And so when people, when I heard people were saying like Elvis is Elvis that is overwhelming. My first thought was that is kind of Baz Luhrmann's style in a way. Cause it is. my number one favorite movie is Moulin Rouge. And the first like 20 minutes of that movie is just hitting you with all this stuff all at once. And then it mm. levels out. So that's, and the same thing with Romeo plus Juliet. It's like, that's how, that's how I, um, that's how I just thought Elvis would be. So I feel like, cause Nick had yeah. said this before and I agreed where I was like, it's kind of a lot. And if you know what you're getting into with Buzz Lorman, you kind of expect that. So that's why I appreciate Elvis being on film editing because it does take a lot of editing to get his style correct. Yes. 100%. I agree with you. Um, I'm also a big Baz Luhrmann fan also. Like, I think he's fantastic. Like, he does all these amazing things, like, especially like Moulin Rouge and Romeo and Juliet. Romeo and Juliet, like, I'm I'm old enough to remember when that came out to theaters. Yeah. I got extra credit for seeing it in high school, um, going to see it. I, I Yeah, it was it was actually a really cool experience seeing it on the big screen. Um, and, and I get what you're saying. Uh, I kind of, I need you to watch Elvis though. I need you, you to need watch Elvis. <laughs> I need you to watch Elvis because I, 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 I see where that part is. Um, but like some of it kind of gets lost. Like some of it just seems like there are these really great dramatic moments. You guys, have you seen it, Christian? Uh, Nick, is, she's- I, we almost watched it the other night. I almost watched that and Banshee's written into watching it. Right. Yeah. There's some, these really great dramatic moments that I feel like are truly kind of undercut by his editing for once you know what i mean like it, uh, it like you're in my excited. opinion elvis as a person is a wild topic for Boz lerman to direct because i feel like his other movies are so artistic and yeah you have like on rouge you have romeo plus juliet which is like dramatic artistic great gatsby is in your face right elvis, yeah. elvis's life when laid out like that you're like Maybe homies, maybe homies' life needs another director because it maybe seems big, but it is not as crazy as Boz Lerman wants me to believe. You know, it's much smaller. One hundred percent. And I think I think his 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 style works specifically when Elvis is on stage, right? Like when he's out there, like you kind of you you feel. I've said I said it in my review for it, but I was basically like Elvis is like I, I had heard about Elvis, I had seen video of him perform, but the movie Elvis was the first time like during his performances where I felt like I knew what it was like to be there when Elvis performed, right? Because it was only during those moments where his editing was crazy and like everything's going on, like it, you know, I kind of had a better understanding of what it was like to see him perform. Um, but the rest of the movie having that kind of editing just didn't really work out for me, and I still think it's it's. I hate to say this because I love the man to death, but I I think Tom Hanks was outrage, outrageously miscast. Like probably one of the worst performances I've ever seen from him. Um, it's two for the year. What's that? It's two for this year for him. It's yeah. Well, Pinocchio, yeah. I'm saying. Pinocchio, oh, yeah, that's right. Oh. That's true. That is very true. Um, so I mean, I still love Tom Hanks. So we'll see. We'll see yeah. what happens. Um, so let's move on to best cinematography. Um, this one bothers me for a specific reason, but let's go down the list real quick. All quiet on the Western Front, uh, Bardo, Elvis, Empire of Light, and Tar. Um, so out of these, I've only seen two. Oh no, I've only uh no, I've only seen one of these, actually, to be 100% honest with you. So I can't really talk on the quality of the rest. 
The one I am very, very shocked and kind of disappointed that did not get a Best Cinematography Award was Top Gun Maverick. Um, and reason being is they literally, yeah, they literally created IMAX cameras the size of a freaking pin needle to put inside of the cockpits of the jets. Yeah. So what you're seeing in the movie is the actual actors up in the air in the jets while doing their performances and there's no blue screen. Like there's no blue screen. It's all them. Like Tom Cruise is up there in a jet, like flying. He's not flying it. They have a, a, a you know, an actual mm -hmm. pilot flying it, but he's up there reciting his line and they have these cameras. So there's a story about the director, Joseph Kaczynski, going to you know the navy and be the air force or is it the navy i think it's a they're their, their navy their navy, navy, navy yeah um and they literally were looking at the jets and they were like do we need this to fly do we need this to fly do we need this to fly if they said no it came out of the plane and a camera was put in its place um and that's how they got all of that footage from up there and it kind of surprises me that that wouldn't be considered best cinematography because it's pretty impressive what they were able yeah. to do um as far as um you know with uh you know the um sorry i'm having trouble coming up with words right now technology that's the word i meant simple word word we all know and love um but yeah um what do you guys think about this um have you guys do you guys have any opinions on on these i mean uh, elvis is probably it has really good cinematography, but I haven't seen the rest, so I couldn't tell you. What about Tar, Nick? Tar was, I mean, visually, it was very pretty to look at. Um, Tar, for me, I feel like would have won a lot of categories any other year. Uh, I just feel like there was a lot of innovation this year, so I'm not going to think it's going to win too much. It's very, right. like, an Oscar-winning movie any other Is, year. Okay. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, maybe I probably one of these other ones, though. I mean, I haven't seen Empire of Light, but Roger Deakins always kills it. He's he's gonna win because he's he always Deakins. that guy's insane, you know. Yeah, I think one of my biggest um snubs from this category specifically was Nope. I, I was gonna nope. say Nope, yeah, Nope, nope. is so freaking beautiful, man. It's gorgeous, it's gorgeous, and some of the, the landscapes they're able to capture and the vistas just stunning like there are the scenes in it where it just kind of all flowed so well together with the big you guys have all seen nope correct oh no okay okay <laughs> well, okay then i won't spoil it for you unintended but... nope not me i haven't watched it <laughs> i have been meaning to i know it's great and the fact that it didn't get any nominations is um insulting especially for the context of the movie where where kiki Palmer's mm -hmm. like Oh look! This is our history. This is our family's history in the movie Kiki, industry. Kiki like, Palmer uh, should have been nominated. Should have been nominated. I haven't mm. watched it, but I know she should have been nominated. <laughs> movie's so good. It looks beautiful. The scene, with the, the scene with the blood in the farmhouse was just uh, beautifully yeah. shot. And that raining, raining. Oh man! Like I, Stephen I Ewan should have been nominated for best. Yeah, story, in my opinion, Jordan Peele, best director, but. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. There's no. They're like you only there. get Get Out, and from now on, you're a horror director. Right. <laughs> um, R R R was another one that I was kind of shocked that didn't get any nominations on this whole list, besides for one, which was Best Song, um, yeah. rightfully so. Um, but I mean, I know India did not 
submit it as their country's official nominee for um, best foreign film. But I thought it might have had an opportunity to get more of these awards as far as uh, technically it's a beautiful, it's really, really well done. I think it could have hit best picture. I mean, with the nominees we have, it's a possibility it could have, but I don't know why it didn't. So, um, yeah. So let's move on to best original screenplay. Uh, Banshees of Inishirin, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, and Triangle of Sadness. Um, so again, I've only seen two of these, uh, Banshees of Inishirin and Everything All at Once. Um, I heard Fablemans was great. I, I'm excited to see Fablemans. Uh, Tar, uh, how was the screenplay for that, Nick? Was that worth the nomination? Yeah, the screenplay was worth the nomination for sure it was very uh, natural dialogue just like very quick uh flowed really really well and there's a lot of it it's a long movie man two and a half hours but um yeah i could definitely see again i don't think it's gonna win i'm sorry right. everything no. everywhere all at once man they're just genre smashing left and right gotcha um uh christian have you seen uh you've seen everything ever all at once that's the only one on the list that i've okay. seen i've yet to see i i dying to see tar but um yes you said it's on peacock so i will check Wonderful it out but i life. still like just based on i mean it's so unique so inventive uh so fresh you know mm. um i i see what nick was saying i haven't seen tar but based on you know what i mean like him saying like any other year you know this is what kind of built for award season and it kind of seemed like that, you know, like obviously yeah. with the release time. So um, I still want to see it because I, lo- I love Kate Blanchett. Yeah, so. Kate Blanchett's amazing. Oh, She's yeah. incredible. Um, so I, so if I had to predict from my, just what I think about this, this category, I think the Banshees of Inisherin has it pretty much in the bag. Um, so just real quick, I, want, I did watch Banshees of Inisherin. Um It wasn't not for me. Um, I, it was probably one of the strong, one of the, some of the best performances I've ever seen. Like Colin Farrell, I feel like has it this year. I feel like, I mean, and even with the momentum he's had this year with all the other awards, Golden Globes and all the stuff, I think he's going to take it home. I think this movie in general is going to be taking home. I think I, my prediction is it's going to be taking everything, uh, best picture, um, with it's just how it's been moving its momentum forward. Um, but I did watch it and it had some really, really strong suits, things, you know, strong ideas and stuff. But I just was like, <laughs> I hate to say this because it's like this big prestigious movie, but I was kind of bored the whole time. <laughs> um, but it had a wonderful script. The performances were great. Um, I thought the story was interesting, but it just, you know, those movies come along that are, you can say are really good, but it just didn't click with you. Like you just weren't. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um, Dude, that's how I felt uh, about it. Uh, I watched The Lobster the other day. Uh, oh, yeah. Last week, on, I was sick, and I was, like, running through these movies, and I watched The Lobster, and I love the director. I love the favorite. Um, what's the other movie? Killing of a Sacred Deer. But oh, yes. The H24 films got Colin Farrell as the lead, huge cast, and I'm just bored out of my mind mm-hmm. and it's like crazy idea it's like a really unique idea but it is just like killing me and i could not sit through it maybe it's because i was sick right um, but a lot of these movies especially this year man what's up with them being two and a half hours <laughs> <laughs> they're so long this year 
Dude, I've said this before, but I don't think movies do not need to be longer than two hours. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't want to be that guy, but like, I feel like two hours is like an hour and a half to two hours is like the, the you know, the prime time for movies. If I'm going to see a movie at theaters and I see it's an hour and a half, I'm like, yes, like, let's do this. I'm so excited. One of my biggest, like, just again, like we went to see Avatar Way of Water three and a half hours later, I'm like freaking my whole day is gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's it. What's... It's over. Well, that's it. It's, it's over. Gone. Even like two and a half feels long now too. I'm like, dude, just give me a short hour and a half, yeah. two hours. You got it. You know, yeah, no, I, watched... I watched the menu today. I was very happy that it was yes. an hour and 43 minutes. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. There was no fat to uh, it. It just like, what's that? Snubbed. Snubbed. <laughs> Hardcore snub. I think that's that's definitely one of the biggest snubs. Um, so let's uh, skip to best animated feature. Um, this one Ooh. I'm very interested in because uh, well, I'll tell you why in a moment. Um, but uh, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On, Puss in Boots, The Last mm-hmm. Wish, The Sea Beast, and Turning Red. Okay, so. I had seen all but one of these. I have not watched The Sea Beast. I know it is on Netflix and I've heard great things about it. Have you guys watched it at all? No. I don't no. remember what The Sea Beast is. It's about It's like this Netflix um, film. Um, it's yeah. kind of in the style of, oh, uh, what's the other movie they did? It's a, it's a smaller, you know, smaller movie. It's not as... I mean, it's supposed to be good, obviously nominated yeah. for best animated film. Um, so one of my biggest, I, that I don't know what it is. <laughs> one of my yeah, biggest things about this. Problem. No, one of my biggest things about this category. So there's two. So I don't know how something like Marcel, the shell with shoes on, right. Gets nominated for best animated film. Right. Cause it, it has animation, but it's like super, super like, what like 10 15 like or probably like 20 25 of that movie is animated right the shell i mean obviously he's they're you know animated um but a movie like avatar the way of water <laughs> which is it, it should be so much more like an animated movie than marcel the shell with shoes on yeah. right so like i'm curious where they draw the line between animated and live action film or whatever because like Again, Pandora is all computer generated, right? Like, I mean, yeah. obviously you have the the land. I mean, a lot of it is like practical yeah. stuff, but for the most part, it's all CGI. It's putting it all in a computer. It's all code. It's all animated. Um, that's one thing that confuses me, but I guess I'll never know. I don't know. It's kind of ridiculous. Can I, can I shock you, Kevin, here? Please. Uh, Marcel, <laughs> the show with shoes on. So I watched the making of after we watched the movie. Um, great film, first of all. But oh, I love the movie. The way that they animate the little guy, Marcel and all of his buds, um, is so difficult technically that mm-hmm. they actually had to practice. Like they would take, like, say he's walking on a couch, they would have to figure out how he would move on that couch. And to make it look real, they would then animate the couch, take it apart, animate it, you know. CG it in. What? So a lot of yeah, the, yeah. the real okay. I didn't know that is completely animated. Mm-hmm. I didn't yeah. know that. Almost. Yeah, we watched. Um, our friend had bought the DVD. They came to visit us, and they brought their DVD with them to so then we could watch it all together because we all wanted to right. watch this movie. Oh, and so then weird. right after we watched the movie, they put on the making of 
And because the whole time I'm thinking this is amazing, the way they did Marcel, the way they did all the buds. And then watching the scene with when they're all jumping off the couch, um, jumping on the couch to create the little dust ice yeah. skating rink. Yeah, all of that is that bizarre. Sense, yeah. Just and that's just one, that's just one part, just the couch. Anything else with the plants, anything else that Marcel interacts with is completely animated. That is insane. It's amazing to watch know. the process. Yeah, that it's is cool. Crazy. It's cool. It's, but you, it don't I mean, took them like seven Avatar. years. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. That's cool. I didn't know that. So that makes sense, right? That makes sense. And mm-hmm. I totally believe they deserve the recognition they deserve. I, 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 so I do honestly have a hard time seeing it winning best animated feature to be 100% yeah. honest with you. Um, I think it's either, I mean, uh, Pinocchio was fantastic. I think Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio was just on a whole other level of, of greatness and the animation was fantastic. Um, but again, Disney's in the running, Turning Red's in the running. A movie that I loved. I love Turning Red. Um, but I have so a feeling good. it was amazing. Um, I don't particularly think it deserves to win this award if it's going to. Um, but I do think it will, which is fine, which is totally cool. Um, I do. My vote personally would be for Pinocchio. Um, what do you guys think? What would you Puss in Boots? Guys... God damn it, Puss in Boots. Oh, Puss in Boots oh, was like fantastic. a million times over. 100%. I love Puss in Boots. Yeah, All the fun. other movies, I don't even care. Puss in Boots was like in my top three of last year's after, yeah. after finally Absolutely. seeing it. So I know it won't win. I know it's probably going to be turning red. Or, I think it's going to be Pinocchio, honestly. Yeah, what do you guys think? Because that's kind yeah, of Pinocchio. the Oscar pick is Pinocchio. Yeah. But... I think, I think it should be Pinocchio. It should be Pinocchio. I want it to be turning red. And that would right. be great if it was Puss in Boots. And that's, <laughs> that would be fantastic. Those are my, yeah. yeah. That would be fantastic. And, and for love, once, you know, no, none yeah. of these I would be mad if they won, to be honest. Yeah. Except yeah. I haven't seen the CB, so I don't know. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, yeah, we'll see. Hopefully the Sea Beast is good. Um, uh, dude, I do plan on checking it out. Uh, so let's check out the best supporting actor category. Uh, Brendan Gleeson for the Banshees of Inishirin, Brian Ty- Tyree Henry for Causeway, Judd Hirsch for the Fablemans, uh, Barry Kilgan. Keog- Am I saying his name right? I hope so. Uh, the Banshees of Inishirin, and this one I'm going to toss over to Christian to say, um, K Hoi Juan. Did I say it correctly? Because you, you had said I it know. once before correctly. I, I just call I Kiwi Han. Is it ki, I, ki, okay? No, that's what I thought. I, I just I don't like, know if I'm saying it correctly. Of course, either, for so. everything everywhere all at once. I think that one's a lock. I think he's got it. He's been winning awards like crazy this yeah. season. I think he's 100 percent there. Um, I don't think there's any argument with any of us here that he deserves it. Um, yeah. I mean, you guys all on board on on, on that train? Absolutely. I mean, Absolutely. that's my pick. Oh. Um, I haven't seen the other movies though, so I I but I I mean it was such an like a yeah career-defining iconic role for him so absolutely and he's so humble he's like talking about yeah. how great it is that that's just in his name now right like academy yeah. award nominee yeah like, that's all he wants and that's this guy man i'm i'm enjoying watching these like this his his like comeback tour right like him and even brendan fraser like they're going yeah. on this really really great journey and they're doing it together you know they were in encino man together yeah. like <laughs> it's amazing it's fantastic i absolutely love it um so best supporting actress um this one's interesting um we got angela angela bassett for black panther wakanda forever 
the very, very Ooh. first, yeah, I mean, the very, very first MCU actress performance nominated for an Academy Award. It's fantastic. Uh, Hong Chow for The Whale, uh, Carrie Condon for The Banshees of Inisherin, Jamie Lee Curtis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, and Stephanie Su, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Ooh. This category yes, is stacked. Stephanie Su, yeah. He is, they're all incredible. They're all amazing. Yeah. Um, Carrie Condon was actually my favorite part of Banshees of Inisherin. I thought she mm. was just, she blew everyone out of the water. Like she was fantastic. Um, so I'm stuck, be, you know, Stephanie Shu, I really want to see win, but I also, Angela Bassett, like I don't, I cannot think of a better performance this year. Like wow. she, if you just think performance wise, she just, she killed it. Like yeah. she yeah blew it out of the water like she's amazing i remember walking out of that movie being like she deserves an oscar like let's give her an oscar the movie had its issues but she deserves it all like she's amazing she's fantastic and um yeah i think i think she's got this one what do you are you guys pretty much in agreement with that do you guys um are you you know who do you guys think will win and who do you want to win i agree angela bassett i was so happy to see angela bassett in this mm-hmm. list because I'm like that is so is so so earned she deserves to be on this on this um in this list here but I've been rooting for Stephanie Shu since the movie oh. came <laughs> everything ever all at once Stephanie Shu's mm. character as mm. as Joy as Joe Lutapaki she was my favorite character in that movie and the way she conveyed at the range just in just in a single a single just movie is just mm-hmm. beautiful and the fact that she hasn't been nominated for any other award has been extremely upsetting to me. So 100%. as soon as that list yeah. came out, I was like, I, I just skipped, I skipped past everything. And then I got back to, you know, the first three categories and I went down to actress and supporting role. It's like, there she is <laughs> as she should. And that's all I really cared about for this. <laughs> for yeah, this year absolutely. For the I'm I'm with you, Yam and Kevin. I am so happy that Angela Bassett got nominated because she really kind of steals the show. She's so fierce and like and yeah. like moving in that movie. But like, I'm with you, man. Stephanie Sue was also fierce, but vulnerable and like hilarious. Like just and on top of everything, just absolutely believable. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of steals the show. And I also I felt like I'm like wow, this is my first time I've ever seen her in a movie. Not realizing that she was in Shang Chi, also like really, really small oh, yeah. role. It's a small role, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, she was. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, she was fantastic. I... No, she... no, sorry. I <laughs> when I watched this movie, I was it was kicking myself because I was trying to figure out what else she was in. She was in Shang Chi, and you know she was also in. She's what was it? Because she's in theater primarily. And then she moved into oh, SpongeBob. Film. She's also in SpongeBob. The musical. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's fantastic. What about you, Nick? What uh, What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, for me, Carrie Condon and Jamie Lee Curtis are kind of surprises for me because I did mm-hmm. like Carrie Condon in that movie, but I was kind of just like, you guys got to stop nominating people in this movie. <laughs> yeah, for real. You know, there's only four characters, and you think every one of them is a rock star. But uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, I mean, I love her, but like, Compared to Stephanie Shu's performance, that's kind of almost silly to me. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like, why not nominate uh, uh, Jenny Slate while you're at it? <laughs> I <know. Yeah>. uh, <laughs> and I think voice but, acting should be um, considered for 
Oh yeah, out. but I, I mean, uh, Jenny's play in. No, I know uh, what you mean. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Angela Bassett probably gonna get it. I kind of am rooting for Stephanie Shu or mm. even Hong Chow. I'm kind of a Hong Chow truther. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> I haven't fantastic. seen the whale, but she freaking everything she's in, she delivers. But I feel she's like pretty. it'll be Angela Bassett. Cool. That's that's where I'm at too. I think Stephanie Shu winning would be everything. I think, I mean, it would be amazing. Like she's incredible. She's probably one of my best performances of the year. But Angela Bassett is a strong, strong contender. Like I, I still think her performance is just uh oh, it just it it was emotional. Like I cried for the first time in like an event, you know, in a MCU movie. Like really yeah. cried. Like, yeah. like mm-hmm. not like just like, oh, like Iron Man's dead. That sucks. Crying, yeah. like, like this is like something else. Like this is like like completely different. Um, but yeah, she was amazing. It, was, it had to do with her. Like she was just she was uh, incredible. Um, best actress, Kate Blanchett, Char- Tar. This one, Anna Diarmas for Blonde. Um, Andrea Andrea Riseborough to Leslie. We'll talk about that in a moment. Um, Michelle Williams, The Fablemans. Michelle Yeoh. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, and so I think, again, I think we're all in agreement in this category. Michelle Yeoh, she deserves it. She oh, should yeah. win it. And she probably will win it. Um, Andrea Riseborough is the interesting one right now. That's the one that's raising a lot of eyebrows because a lot of people are wondering how she got in. Now, this movie to Leslie, super, super small movie, super independent movie. I think someone looked at the, I was, I was watching something else and they were talking about the box office for this movie. This movie had only made like some like 800, like it was like some minuscule amount, like saying that nobody had seen it. Like how is this movie even nominated for anything? Um, but apparently she had a bunch of famous friends, you know, she had people like Gwyneth Paltrow and Brad Pitt and oh. Robert Downey Jr. And all these people, um, you know, advocating for her to get this award. Um I'm um, so a lot of people are upset with the um, obviously, you know, with the exception of Michelle Yeoh, like Anna Diarmas, but there, you know, there are a bunch of great, you know, performers by women of color this year that were overlooked. And a lot of people are saying that Andrea Riseborough kind of took that spot from someone who really deserved it. Um, you know, uh the the um the woman king what was her name Viola Davis yes I heard a lot of great things about Mm -hmm. that performance like she should have been here all these things um personally I haven't seen this movie I mean it could be one of the most mind explode you know mind-blowing uh performances I've ever seen so I I can't really speak to that but um there is a conversation to be had at some point about you know uh this kind of idea of having famous friends and having them Free. And I know the Academy is actually doing an official official investigation into how she got nominated and how to prevent it in the future. Um, wow. So I think, yeah, I think it's, just, it's an interesting thing. I mean, good for her. I mean, honestly, like, I mean, it sucks that, you know, <laughs> someone else couldn't have, but I mean, I think it's, you know, I don't particularly think it's a horrible thing. Cause again, I haven't seen it. And I think independent movies should still be eligible for move, you know, for awards like this, no matter how small they are. Um, that's how I see about it. Um, as far as all of her famous friends pushing for her and, you know, making it play in their favor and in her favor, that's really messed up, I think. But, um, mm-hmm. cause there are a lot of people who go out there and they spend 
millions of dollars campaigning to get on that ballot. You know, a lot of these studios, they spend millions of dollars campaigning for people like, you know, even Michelle Yeoh and, you know, uh, Michelle Williams, you know, it's a universal movie, Steven Spielberg. Yeah, the studio is going to put so much money behind it to get her nominated. But if all it takes is a bunch of famous friends to be like, hey, you should nominate this person. It's going to kind of affect the ebb and flow of everything and everything like that. I don't know. It's just all, again, it's business politics. I have no idea what it is. Entertainment industry. It's a, it's a wonderful, exciting, scary thing. Um, But um, do you guys have thoughts on that? Or, I mean, is it kind of just like, I mean, it is what it is and just kind of roll with it. I mean, like there's, there's kind of been this trend of like the last few years of like the musical biopics that are like kind of mediocre getting nominated. I mean, no offense to Rami Malek. The guy's a brilliant actor. Just real like, quick. Um, Rocket Man was 10 times better than Bohemian Rhapsody. Thank you. Thank you. And not nominated for anything. Taron Edgerton was robbed. Yeah. Incredible. But yeah, that was, was such a significantly yes. better movie than than uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. That was a mess. That movie was a complete mess. And it was so weird that it got so many nominations. What? I was like, did they see this movie too? Because <laughs> like the editing is a nightmare. In this. Have you guys seen Rocket Man or either one of these? Yeah. Uh, yes. Which yeah. one did you guys prefer? Uh, um, I, guess what I don't really? know if I, I'm not really a musical guy. I mean, even like Elvis. <laughs> Way to avoid the like, question. I'm kind of soured on Elvis even <laughs> as far as like, I'm like, man, they really, pardon, pardon my language for those listening at home. They really suck that guy's dick, you know? Like, yeah. I <laughs> I'm like, I don't know about this, man. I'm kind of getting tired of it. Yeah, Rocket Band was great. I mean, there was another, like the Whitney Houston one that came out. I think that came mm-hmm. out like, they they like advertised the week before the release of the movie, so I don't know that that was all that great. But um, yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen Elvis either. I've been meaning to see it. I've heard mixed things about it, but it seems to get like have gotten pretty good reviews. Um, so, and that guy's what's his name, Austin Butler. His whole career is super blown up now. So good for him. Yeah, he's going to be in Dune now. So that's cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I I think like it's weird. Also, like. No offense to Anna Dharma. She's fantastic in everything I've seen her in. I have not seen Blonde. I've heard horrendous things about Blonde. Same. And it got nominated. She got nominated. You know what I mean? So it's like, it, it is weird how these nominations happen. Um, and, you know, I, it's crazy that this is what it took for them to start investigating. I hope it's actually meaningful. I, have, mm-hmm. I hope they actually do something about it. But in the end, it's a bunch of rich people celebrating themselves. So, you know, like... Yep. That's what it is. <laughs> and again, that's that's the spot that could have went to Kiki Palmer. I yeah, bring that up. yeah. Yes. I mean, I agree. Yeah, that's that sucks because <laughs> she was fantastic. She was and, amazing. She was yeah. amazing. Um, speaking of Alice, let's move on to Best Actor. Let's go. Austin Butler Ooh. as uh, Elvis. Colin Farrell, the Banshees of Inisherin. Brendan Fraser, the Whale. Paul Mescal, After Sun, and Bill Nye, Living. Um, I think this is Colin Farrell's to take this year. Uh, as much as I love, I would absolutely adore, I would like kill to see Brendan Fraser win an Oscar. That man mm-hmm. deserves it. Uh, I've heard The Whale is fantastic. I have not seen it. Um, that's the one I want to win, but I do feel like it will be Colin Farrell to take home. Uh, what do you guys think? Uh, having I'm in the same boat as you, where yeah. I want Brendan Fraser to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
but I, I haven't seen any of these movies, so I'm just okay. on how much I like them as human beings. Um, and it is between Colin Farrell and uh, Brendan Fraser. Colin Farrell had an amazing year between the Batman, this, oh, yeah. and what yeah. was the the other one? Becoming Yang, like which yeah. I also heard was amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, good for him. Yeah, I like Colin Farrell. I think he's fantastic. But what yeah. about you, Nick? What do you think? Yeah, I don't know, man. Banshees, like I said, I liked Banshees, so it was a good movie for me. Right. Um, but like, I could see it as best picture. I could see it as screenplay. But as far as the actors go, I'm not really rooting for any of them in any category because I thought they were great. But it wasn't like anything to write home. Oh about. yeah, I'm not rooting for him to win, to be honest. But yeah. uh, but I think he will. I think he will. I won't really. I think it's one of those things that they love to do at the Oscars where it's like, here's your award we forgot to give you for all those other movies. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> kind of that sort of Monkey thing. And that's how I feel about all of these Banshees actors, except for maybe Carrie Condon. Right. I'm like, Barry, okay. Barry Kilgan for Banshees? Really? He was in part of that, maybe. <laughs> yeah, Brendan Fraser, man. I wish. I hope. He gets I, hope. I, I pray. Yes, I think we're all yeah. we're all sending positive thoughts out to Brendan Fraser. Fra- Brendan, if you're listening, we got you, man. We're hoping for you. We're praying for you. I think it'll be a good year. Brendan, Brendan Fraser, if you're listening, um, you're cool. I love you, and I got this robot man tattoo because of you. There you go. <laughs> there you go, man. Brendan Fraser. I love you so much. <laughs> you heard it here first, sir. We love we, we we love you. You think you're fantastic, so um, I, we hope we hope you win. Good luck. Um, sending positive thoughts. Um, let's move on to best director. Um, Martin McDonough, The Banshees of Inisherin, The Daniels, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Steven Spielberg, The Fablemans, Todd Fildtar, and Ruben Osland, Triangle of Sadness. So I have not seen um, a couple, a few of these. Um, Triangle of Sadness specifically, I've heard mixed things about. Mostly I've heard it was uh, essentially what the menu did but they tried to do it classier or something it was it, it's supposed <laughs> to be really boring that's all i've heard um but um tar uh again i haven't seen and spielberg is spielberg right like spielberg he's a, he's a great director i mean listen anyone saying at this point like steven spielberg's not a good director like i mean this dude's has he's had a, he's he has a career like he's yeah. he's doing he's doing okay um i can't see i can't see anyone like watching everything everywhere all at once and out of this list and being like this movie does not deserve an oscar for best <laughs> like i it would be one of the biggest upsets of of anything and the, the daniels these guys like they they are i love watching them at award shows they give like the best speeches they're truly truly as like shocked and as stunned to be there as everyone else is they're like dude like two years ago we gave you a farting corpse movie and now you're <laughs> nominating us for academy awards golden globes we're winning all the stuff what is going on um but yeah i think i would love to see the daniels i i do think again i i think it's the banshees of inisherin um with the age of the academy and the kind of movies they like to nominate um i feel like everything everywhere all at once might be a little bit too insane for them um i don't know for sure i want to see it win a bunch of stuff but i think this one goes to banshees of inisherin but i do really 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 think that everything everywhere all at once deserved the daniels deserve this award there's no question what do you guys think 
Um, I think that I want the Daniels to win. I think that the Academy might give it to Spielberg because they love nothing more than, you know, a Hollywood movie about Hollywood about, you know, directed by Spielberg. Seems like another one where they're like, we should have given this award to you for a lot of other movies. So here you go. Yeah. You know, we like him. He's the old one of the directors. (laughs) So let's go with that guy. (laughs) Yeah. No. Truth. What about you, Yam? What do you think? That's 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 what you said. What Nick said. That's that's how I feel. I want um, I want everything, everywhere, all at once to win because it deserves to win. So it's one of the best movies I've ever seen ever. Mm-hmm. And that's that's pretty much it, honestly. I just I feel like if they were to go, I, I didn't want because I didn't watch a couple of these, and you know, so I don't really have much to say about about those movies. But just in comparison, I'm just like, I know that Banshees of Inisherin. Well, I think that movie will win, but I think everything, everywhere, all at once deserves to win. Absolutely. 100%. Christian? Yeah, I, I'm with you. I want the Daniels to win. Um, I, I I see Spielberg winning, taking it, but I also, you know, Banshees is going in as such a heavy favorite. This, mm-hmm. this is kind of anybody's game at this point, but I think it's definitely between those three movies. I'd be surprised. Um, I, I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if anybody else won but i really you know i'm rooting for the daniels here absolutely 100 um so now on to the big award for the year um so a lot of these i haven't seen but i do have a um tradition of watching all of the award all of these movies before their before the oscar ceremony um so i will be watching them all before the ceremony takes place um so we have all quiet on the western front which i know is on netflix uh avatar the way of water it's just I don't. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, no. Banshees, Vinisherin, <laughs> Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, Top Gun Maverick, Triangle no. of Sadness, and Women Talking. Mm. Um, so again, I feel like this comes down to Banshees, Vinisherin, and Everything Everywhere All at Once, to be truly yeah. honest with you. Um, but, you know, kind of like you said in Best uh, Director, Nick, I do feel like The Fablemans it's a movie the academy loves it's about movies and they do love that um i do think that personally obviously everything everywhere all at once um i would also like to see top gun maverick win yeah me too what it means and what it represents that it's yep. um that other movies besides what you think you know besides the the safe oscar movies can win oscars they can do things that you know other movies can't you know the oscars aren't just a box anymore like you can nominate something like top gun maverick and it could win this big action blockbuster movie can win an oscar which is insane to think about um yeah i remember years ago when mad max fury road was actually nominated for best picture like that like blew people's minds up they're like how like but i think it totally deserved it like (laughs) hell yeah you know for its innovations and, and everything that it did it totally deserved it. Um, but that's, so I think, I, I think it's a, t- I think it's, it's a lock between, it's going to be everything ever all at once or Banshees of Inna Sharon, I feel. Um, and I feel like it will be Banshees. Um, what are your guys' thoughts? I, I just think like what you were saying, Kevin, I think we're in a, a time now where it's, it you got to appreciate, especially us who like love genre movies, you know, to see yeah. 
movies like Top Gun and Everything Everywhere All at Once. Because if those movies came out like 10 years ago, this would have never happened. You know, like these would not have been nominated. Um, I spent the last year wrestling with, am I putting Top Gun Maverick in my top three? <laughs> Is it possibly my number yeah. one? Like, you actually made my top three last year. Yeah, yeah, same. And yeah. I, it, it depending on the day, it might be my number one. Uh, and I I struggled with that for a long time because I'm like, really? Like, I just, I, I don't know. I would have picked something else. But no, yeah. I'm happy to say that. Like, I've seen it like at least three times now. Mm-hmm. Uh, that movie's so much fun. Um, like some of the most breathtaking scenes yeah. on film ever. Like, it's crazy to see. So uh, obviously I'm rooting for everything everywhere all at once. Um, how did Avatar even get nominated? Like who... <laughs> Somebody it's, like, gave. it's like you know Nick Nick put it perfectly earlier in the in the pod when you're talking about a nomination. Um, someone you know so, somebody James got Cameron was somebody's s and some d's over there. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, um, that's the only thing I can think of. Um, uh, Nickish Yam. What are your guys' thoughts on this uh, category? Are you guys excited for something? Obviously, I think we're all on the same page. But you know, what do you guys think? You know, I said, you went down the list and I made my opinions clear um, <laughs> for for Avatar and Top Gun. But the way you put that saying, if Top Gun wins, that would be great. That would really break the mold. Yeah. That... Now I kind of, I wouldn't be, now I would not be upset if Top Gun won. Right. Um, you know, so, you, you know, I'm, I'm not as, I'm not as um, set on that now. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. I want everything, everywhere, all at once to win, because it deserves to win. It deserves to win everything. One hundred percent. On that movie, so much. It's. I love the movie personally, objectively. I know that's not what that mm-hmm. means, but <laughs> it's just such a good movie, and the story it tells. Oh my gosh, Michelle Yeoh and Stephanie Chu, they worked too hard for it not to win Best Picture. Absolutely. Why is Avatar in there when it's just Avatar? re copy paste avatar oops all avatar we did it again mm-hmm. that's, that's <laughs> why i got in there and it, all right yeah. baby what do you think <laughs> ah it's everywhere it's everything everywhere all at once i mean 100%. come on it needs to all these other white people movies i mean talk about the white <laughs> people right let's look at this we got avatar avatar's back and it's shoehorning its way in there it's get out reversed i talk about this all the time mm-hmm. uh we got top gun maverick which i respect that's a white movie where white people actually know what they're doing you know mm-hmm. that's a movie yeah, for the it's people true. uh it's true i, I haven't it. seen a i haven't seen a lot of these movies because they're still in theaters and i have a a gripe with the academy for that because i'm like over here trying to do my due diligence and i'm like you think i'm gonna go to the theater now 2022 is last year, baby. Not right. stuff from then, all right? I'm trying to go to the theater in late January talking about best movie of 2022. It's 2023 now. Earth to, you know, the Academy. It, I mean, come on. Maybe Banshees tries to win. I would be shocked. I'm trying to watch All Quiet on the Western Front, but I did watch Tar yesterday, and that would have been a stone-cold chaser. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's Elvis. Elvis that if the fables fablemans win, I mean, there's going to be some choice words on Twitter. I know that it's got to mm-hmm. be everything everywhere all at once. I I agree with you. I think everything everywhere all at once. I'm I have my fingers crossed, but I, yeah. again with the momentum and everything, I feel like it's going to be Banshees. I think Banshees 
is on this trajectory to win it. Um, unfortunately, oh, yeah. But you know, I mean, uh, and I'm also, I'm also, you know, a lot of people. I haven't seen women talking yet, but I've heard it's amazing, and I love Sarah Pauly. I think well, I love her as an actress, and I think that that it's great that she's moving into the d- directing realm. And I think I heard she was an incredible director, and that she was really snubbed for the directing category, best director. Because um, if you look at it, it is all men. Yeah. You know, right. Oh yeah. Sadly, I'm actually um, shocked to see that women talking is here in best picture, but not in any other category. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, kinda, it, that's that is strange why would you do that it's strange but unfortunately not surprising um and yeah. i think that 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 truly truly needs to change um some notable i mean i so there are some things that i probably you know take avatar way of water off of there and put nope you know yeah <laughs> but again it's a genre movie we get how that works even listen even the batman right even the batman i would have put the batman on there yeah you know yeah uh, yeah like uh, Avatar Way of Water, I feel like that's just, I feel like that's just a ratings thing, maybe, right? They're like, James Cameron is here. James Cameron, the biggest movie in the world. He won for Titanic. Come see what he does next. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> it's, I feel like that that's really what that is. And I, I don't think, I mean, if that wins, I think there's going to be riots. There's going to be yes. like, <laughs> <laughs> Listen, and it is a different thing than like, you know, so like, yeah, top, you know, Avatar is this big blockbuster. Top Gun's also this blockbuster. And I'm over here talking about how Top Gun winning would be amazing, but it is a completely different thing. Yeah. It's not totally different. You know, it's, 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 it's in its own category and man, you guys listen, I know how you guys feel about Top Gun, but watch Top Gun. You should watch it. I mean, I it's like, just try to empty your head and watch it. Cause I, I, I don't know. I, yeah. it's so I, much fun. I will watch Top Gun in a heartbeat if it means I don't gotta freaking watch Avatar Six the <laughs> yeah. way I'm down. Deal. Um, I know I said this before, but I it just kind of goes to show how out of touch they are that Black Adam didn't get nominated for Best Picture. <laughs> this is just, what world are we living in? Come on, the Academy. <laughs> the Rock oh, yeah, not getting yeah. best actor leading role. How dare they? How dare they miss that? Um, so the Academy Awards they will be on uh, airing on March 13th. They will be on uh, ABC, and I believe it's uh, Disney Plus possibly has it too because it's a Disney thing or it's an ABC thing. So it's possible Disney Plus, Hulu, all that stuff. Um, so definitely check that out. Um, and yeah, we'll uh, be um, keeping everyone updated with the winners and such and. And uh, it'll be a fun um, ceremony to watch. So we'll see what happens this year. Um, hopefully, Will Smith doesn't decide to knock someone out this year. We'll see what happens. Uh, you know what? Let's hope he does. I kind of do. Round two. No. What happened last year? Was match. It will be fun. I think. I think Will Smith deserves. Uh, yeah, I think he should. He needs to be there again and mess some <laughs> stuff up for nominating Avatar for Best Picture. Yeah. I think that yeah, should be his he mission. Touch James Cameron. James, he he doesn't have to, but someone someone should. My <laughs> uh, public life as an American dirt does not condone violence of any sort. But <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, but seriously, um, yeah, have fun with the awards. We'll see who wins and we'll see, we'll see what happens. We'll see how close our predictions were too as the day comes, and then we'll be talking about those. All right, guys. So now it's time for the weekly recommends. What are you guys watching? What are you guys playing? What are you guys reading? What are you guys doing that you want, you know, the world to check out that you're excited to tell the world about? Anyone, Christian, you want to go first? I'll go first. Uh, Last of Us. God damn it. I can't contain it right now. I I came into this 
podcast with a puffy face because I was crying so hard on this last episode. Kevin, promise me. I know you guys do it on Mondays. Screw it. Do it tonight. Like, wake up. I'm going to try. I'm going to try. I'm going to try my hardest. And then please message me after. God, I think like 20 minutes of the whole episode I was crying. If I don't and I fall asleep, please, please don't be mad. I will. I know. I know. I understand. As soon as you watch it, please, because I want to talk about it. Oh, and real quick, one thing I did want to bring up. I see that uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, right? That's her name. She's actually developing a live-action Tomb Raider series for Amazon, um, which I think is pretty cool. Um, She will. I mean, as far as I know, she's not going to be Laura. Laura Croft, but um, I think she's a wonderful writer. I think she's fantastic. So I'm excited for that. I just want to bring that up real quick because um, I think that's amazing. Um, anyways, uh, Yam, what you got? What you what you doing this week? What what do you want to recommend? Um, Nick and I have been catching up on Legends of Vox Mach- Machina. Yeah. Um, right? It's so good this show. season. I think this season so might be better. This, so oh my God. First season, fantastic. This season, amazing. Oh yeah. my god! There's I mean, all this stuff with Vax, like this is is just kind of yes, exciting exactly. to finally get to see. The, um, just so oh. there's no spoilers, but there's you know when it's just him in front of that big mural. My, yeah, my jaw was literally. I I was in the middle of eating, right, and then my jaw, I just my mouth jaw on the floor. I started to drool. It was open <laughs> so long. Yeah. I was like, oh my god! Literally, that scene was so gorgeous. So everyone should watch Legends of Vox Machina because that is a great show. Yes. And my favorite part about watching that show is because uh, it's based on Critical Role's um, Dungeons and Dragons yeah, games. The yeah, the campaigns. So I will always turn to Nickish and go, that was a failed perception check. Like, <laughs> I have not listened to any of Critical Role, but like if I'm watching the oh, show, okay. I'm like, oh my, yeah, no, I have not. Yeah, I have not consumed any of their content except for this. So I'll be like, wow, that was definitely like a failed perception check, right? Or it's like, oh, wow, they, oh, yeah. Thieves Tool, <laughs> Stealth Roll. And I'll be like, oh, look, the turns in combat. Yeah, I mean, I like not to, it's, it's not a spoiler, but like basically that last um, like run of like three episodes was like a year of campaigning it was it was like a lot that they condensed into like really quickly yeah Um, which is unfortunate but there's like so much like little stuff that happened um on the Mm -hmm. in the actual campaign it's a lot to watch but if you you know if you love dnd critical world is a lot of fun it's a lot of did you hear uh, did you hear they're animating the mighty nine campaign simultaneously they made a whole deal yeah so tip house is doing everything it's beautiful yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Nice. I, uh, Nick, yeah. are you on the same boat, ZM? You're recommending? Oh, that? yeah. Vox Machina is great. Um, as far as RPGs, I thought I'd bring up one that I ran uh, the other night. I ran The Big Wet by Sam Sorensen, which is a very small little zine booklet that you can pick up online or you can go to your local game store and they actually have copies there. Uh, only 12 bucks, but it is a. Uh, apocalypse uh kind of tabletop game where you play as characters who exist in a world where it started raining and never stopped uh and i ran that on friday for our game group just a little one shot and it was a lot of fun i'm very excited to run more games of that so check that out big wet by sam Sorensen. cool Definitely. That sounds awesome. Um, and I'm just going to recommend uh, a book I have talked about before on this podcast and I absolutely love it. I just finished reading it. It's called Babel, an arcane history. I am oh, yeah. in love with this book. I am in yes. love with the story. Um, I think that um, I just finished it last night. It's 
it's a pretty big it's it's a listen it's not one of those for just regular casual reading i can't guarantee you that um there's a lot in it um have you read it yet no, nope, but I've oh, heard a lot about it. No, uh, no, but it's, I was just wondering, no, if you had, um, but it's fantastic. It's great. Um, uh, RF, uh, RF Kwong is her name. She's the author of the book and it's just, uh, it's kind of this dark um, fantasy drama um, based in England during the 1830s. Um, this alternate reality of London that's kind of r- runs off of silver. So it runs off of, you know, magic silver that that basically works through translation. So they take two words that kind of mean the same thing in different parts of the world um, and put them together and the, um, the bars harness that magic and they basically run the whole city. Um, and it kind of becomes this thing about uh, colonization and, um, and, you know, these, these, these translators, they, they work at uh, Babel, which is, or they're, they're studying at Babel, which is a, uh, a translation institute at Oxford during the 1830s. They're taken from parts all over the world, all different countries. Um, the main character, his name is Robin Swift. He comes from Canton in China, um, and he starts to learn about, you know, just why England is using them to power their machines and stuff. And it all kind of leads to war and all these other uh crazy things and and uh it's just it's a it's it's a really really fun book it's really good it's it's funny it's heartfelt and i absolutely adored it 100 percent um and it's it's a you know it's it's pretty long it took me it took me about a about a month not gonna lie but i only get like an hour a night to read so um kind of plowed through it um but yeah i uh absolutely adored it now i'm gonna be reading stephen king's fairy tale so we'll see how that goes i heard that's really really good um so yeah, that's what I recommend. Um, and thank you guys for for listening. Thank you guys for checking us out. Uh, Christian, thanks again for this, this season, man. It's been incredible. It's been a fun ride. And we will be back um, for season seven starting in May. So um, that's going to be exciting. Uh, Nickish and Yam, you guys have been incredible. We've been so happy to have you. And I'm, I'm so thrilled. Um, you know, season seven comes back. You guys will be back. I'm hoping <laughs> if you guys would like, you're always invited. But um, in the meantime, we'll listen, it. it's, what's that? <laughs> we'll think about it. Yeah, yeah, please, please do. Um, in the meantime, um, there we have some actually some other things in the works that we will be kind of announcing pretty soon here. So all four of us have been kind of working really hard together to start something together. So we're all really, really excited for that. Um, if you don't follow, uh, you know, follow on um, on uh, social media. That's the word. That's the word I'm looking for. Uh, you can find me at Kevin Hoskinson. Um, but be aware if you try to find me on Facebook. Um, there's I'm not the only Kevin Hoskinson out there. And there are some Kevin Hoskinsons with profile pictures that are kind of problematic. I just want to say, for the record, I do not have a Confederate flag on my profile. Oh no. Um, oh you my will God. find me. You will find me. Um, you know, I'm just chilling there with my little Groot Lego, like a buddy. Like you'll you'll see me in my glasses, my hat. Please look look for that one. That's the good one. Don't look my name up and find this other kevin hoskinson um and that's not me i guarantee you guys that so follow me on social media christian where can they find you on uh, facebook and instagram and all that fun stuff all of them facebook instagram tiktok you can find me christian nakorda no space awesome uh nickish i know you don't want people finding you but if they do happen to find you how would they find you if they wanted to find you Unless you don't uh, want them to find you, that's okay. You can't find me. You can probably find me in the doghouse of Kevin's backyard. Yeah, please. I mean, I'll post. I'm, yeah. 
Yeah, I'm hoping that Yam joins me here now that they're going to be kicked out of uh, the old guest house, which is probably Jim's guns. Yeah, you um, know, it's James's <laughs> day, man. He owns a I'm going to say, up. I'm going to say this. Uh, thank, thank you for a good first uh, season, uh, Kevin. You did yeah. great. And yeah. uh, as, as my gift to you, I'm going to tell you that I think that I think Scooby-Doo is a pretty well-written movie. Well. <laughs> uh, James Gunn really knocked it out of the park there. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. And Yam, where can they find you? I know you're you're working on your art. I love it. I think it's great. So what's, what's yeah, going on? They can find me. Uh, yeah, me, Theum. You can also look up the space market on Instagram. And that is where you'll find my art that I haven't posted yet. Like I said, I would last week. But no, I will okay. eventually. It's on my to-do list. Uh, you know, right after texting everybody back that I've ignored for two weeks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am going to move out of the, um, what was it? I think I'm going to move out of James Gunn's guest house yeah. here. But like I said, kind of cozy. And I think I might use this, you know, to, to do some sabotage, do some, get some, get some work done in terms of DC <laughs> and HBO Max. We do have a doghouse um, in the back. It's already being occupied, but... I'm sure I'll let you, you know what I, you know yeah I'll figure it out I'll figure it out right. I can sleep on your couch it's pretty comfy uh, yeah you know <laughs> it is it can be um but no uh, thank you guys so much it's been it's been so much fun this past season and I'm really really excited to see what's in the future um again you can um please like and subscribe even though the show's done please if you listen to it, it between that time still share it it still helps us out a lot and um we will see you guys in May and hopefully Hopefully, hopefully we can get Brendan Fraser on the show to talk about his awesome career. And yes. once and for all, we can uh, get James Gunn on and um, we can discuss some things with him because I'm sure these, oh, they they would love it. They're shaking their heads. No, but James, if you're listening, <laughs> please join us. And as usual, America, stay nerdy. Stay nerdy.